So apparently TV and movies have gotten more woke. Or maybe people are just illiterate. I don't know. Let's dig in. Welcome back to In Medias Res. Um, today we're going to be talking about the quote-unquote woke TV and film of the modern era. Um, first of all, let's dig into what the word woke is and where it came from. So the word woke actually came from AAVE, um, African American Vernacular English, um, or, you know, kind of the lingo and the language spoken by the black community in America. And the word woke was used to describe individuals who um, were not black, who were awake and very much aware of the systemic racism and oppression of the black community. Um, so that's kind of where it came from. And then it was kind of co-opted by um, like the liberal left and other individuals to describe themselves, um, to say that they're aware of like the oppression and um, all of the, you know, institutional and systemic racism, um, as well as just the general broad strokes, um, the you know, the oppression of any kind of group. And then from there, it was co-opted by the um, the right wing, which kind of came a dog whistle for basically bigotry. Um, and so the word has now been used to describe anything that is, you know, involves race, um, the queer community, women, trans, like anything. Um, and the big thing that seems to be happening today is that movie and TVs are too woke. First of all, we shouldn't be using that word. Um, it's not ours to use. So from here on out, I won't be using that word because, um, well, that's not what it is. So let's start with the conversations that happen frequently and why I say that maybe people are just illiterate. Um, these conversations about you know, it being this way is usually centered around, um, like the introduction of Captain Marvel, um, Fastos from the Eternals, um, Adira and Grey in Star Trek, um, you know, all of these characters basically in big sci-fi and fantasy shows. That's where I generally feel like it's happening the most, the conversations, um, it obviously happens all the time, um, saying that, oh, TV and movie just in general is um, shoving all of these things down people's throats. Um, the idea of queerness, of women, transness, um, black and people of color. Uh, but I see it most centered around kind of the genre TV and film. Um, prime example People think that the moment in Endgames was um, with all the women was just like shoving it down their throat and it was too woke. Here I said I wasn't going to use that word. But they say the same thing about the introduction of Adira and Grey in Star Trek Discovery. Um, and I have news for people. This is nothing new. Specifically in Star Trek. This is um, Star Trek originated as a story by Gene Roddenberry about what the future could be. 
about the progressivism and the utopia that this future could hold where there was no bigotry, there was no racism, there was no poverty, there was no sexism. Um, ironically, behind the scenes, there was, in fact, some sexism um, on Next Generation. Probably the original series, to be honest, too. And that's the reality of it. Um, that's what he envisioned for the future. I mean, one of the basically one of the first, if not the first, interracial interracial kiss happened on the original series um, between Kirk and Uhura, and the network didn't want it. But William Shatner, um, he flubbed every take where the kiss didn't occur, forcing them to use the kiss, and it was a huge moment. Um, you know, and then Next Generation of Star Trek, same thing. There was so many stories um, that were about progressivism, about anti-racism, about anti-bigotry, about acceptance and tolerance and inclusivity. And this is like, these are not new topics. Yes, they are more pronounced. They are more prominent because there has been progress that has occurred in the last, you know, 80s. 70, 60 years. So, of course, um, we are going to see more people. We're going to see more black leads. We're going to see more women leads. We're going to see more queer leads. But go back and watch my episode about representation, and you'll see that straight white men still predominantly make up the leads in TV and film, as well as those behind the camera. This conversation about whether it's being shoved on our face or it's becoming more woke I think stems from literacy and ignorance, specifically media literacy. And in the 21st century, that conversation around media literacy has turned into um, this idea of how to, about how to function in social media and how to um, consume something properly that you see on social media. Um, I think it stems from people looking for like body positivity and knowing that what you see on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter may not be the full story, may not be reality. But it's a concept that dates back even further and it's kind of has been pushed um, since kind of the 20th century when media by and large started to become more prominent. You know, when we started having radios in every home, um, when books and newspaper became commonplace. Um, so people have been pushing for this better understanding of media and how to consume it for like a century now. Um, and that kind of dates back to grade school. So when we read books and literature throughout school, it's not just as simple as reading a story for entertainment. Um, you know, sometimes it is to gain um, historical context to certain eras or to learn about a new com community. But also we read these books in school so we can learn how to consume stories, consume entertainment, consume media. Um, you know, we read Animal Farm and Lord of the Flies because of the symbolism. And obviously now the symbolism can... <laughs> Is a little on the nose, um, probably because it's been read a million times and beaten to death um, in conversations about symbolism. But stories, when they're being told, rarely used text. And I mean that in the sense of stuff usually occurs via subtext. P 
people don't always say what they mean. Um, everything's not so in your face and immediately obvious. So what you have to do is you have to be intelligent about how you consume media. You have to see what the deeper story is. You have to understand the meaning behind something. You have to be able to see what the story truly is about. You know, and it kind of harkens back to what I said about the Hunger Games um, and this idea of oppression and fascism in a police state. And then you look to another story, which is set in the real world, um, about kind of the same thing, but it's centered around a black individual. And so people immediately call it racism and say, oh, it's just, you know, they're just trying to shove their kind of black stories down our throat, or they're just trying to make us believe something that isn't true. Um, completely ignoring that it's the same story, a similar story, um, with a different veneer, a different appearance. And if we don't consume media properly, well, we won't see that. Because the surface story and what you see isn't inherently what the story truly is about. You know, if you were to watch everything everywhere all at once and just take it at face value, you may not understand the deeper story about generational trauma and nihilism and all of the philosophy that's interwoven in there. It's the same thing with movies like The Matrix, um, which every time you watch it, the story gets deeper. You know, um, Morpheus is aptly named. Um, the Nebuchadnezzar is aptly named. The Zion, the Zion is aptly named. Sati is aptly, aptly named. There's so many different layers to the philosophy and the stories in the Matrix. And on the surface level, it is a fight to be in reality. It's a fight about breaking out of the systems that bind you. But it's so much deeper than that, obviously. And the Wachowski sisters have come out and say that it was a trans allegory. Um, but, you know, as an individual, you can take it into you and say, hey, you know, I can say that this is a story about kind of busting out of the systems that society has built around me. It's the structures that society has built. And it still works as a story. And I think that comes down to media literacy. Um, if you don't know how to properly consume media, you won't know what the story is. And if you're saying that Star Trek all of a sudden is shoving down these stories about race and gender and politics, then what the hell were you watching back in the 60s and 70s when the show originally came out? I genuinely don't know. Same thing with Next Generation. I mean, that show is inherently political seven ways till Sunday. And it's the same thing. I see it with modern television. Um, recently, a story that went viral was the fact that people didn't realize Homelander was the villain in the boys. He literally kills a bunch of people in the first episode. It wasn't until he became, I guess, overtly so in season three that people were like, oh my God, Homelander's the villain. I've been rooting for him for two years now. Like, what were you rooting for? How do you see that? You know, and the same thing happened 
in season two with Stormfront. Uh, people felt like it was an attack against them and that it was to this or to that when she was a literal Nazi. Not like a, oh, we're just going to throw an insult and throw some Hitler comments at a Nazi. Literally, she was from like 1940s Germany. Nazi. And yet people still didn't seem to grasp that. Um, and I know here in the United States, our reading level overall is abysmal. Um, I think across the board, it's either like a fourth grade or a sixth grade reading level is like the average in the United States. Um, and I know we don't always put the emphasis on why we should read stories and understand stories. Um, but I think that it does more harm than good to ignore it because TV and film aren't just for entertainment. Um, there is a level of education that can come along with it. It's like I've mentioned before, TV and film is a way to see into another world. Um, and I don't mean that just like on a fantastic level, but you know, it gives you the ability to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. Um, gives me the ability as a white man to kind of have a better understanding of what it's like to be, say, a black individual or a woman or, you know, um, someone in the Middle East or Asia or Central America or South America. It grants me the ability to see so much of the world. But if I didn't understand how to consume media properly, I would miss a lot of it. And I would say, oh, this doesn't matter to me doesn't affect me they're just trying to shove some agenda down my throat and I think it's creating a larger problem because instead of having the real conversations we're too busy fighting over rhetoric about what's happening and the backlash and um and it's it's frustrating and it's ire inducing and I think it's a failure of our school system, but I also think it's a failure of society. Like as adults, we should know how to watch TV and film and to be able to analyze it and think critically to see what's being said. Sometimes it happens. You know, you look at Birth of a Nation and that was used to help freaking create the KKK and like it was used as a freaking recruitment tactic and like it was a huge boost for white supremacy. And it worked because they were literate. They knew what the story was. They knew what was happening. And... If you don't see it, you, things like that can happen right under your nose. But it's something that transcends film and TV, and it goes into music and news and social media and every aspect of media that we consume, people should think critically about. Because 
influencers, models, and things of that nature, they use a form of marketing to sell themselves and to sell the products that they're doing. So, of course, it's not going to be um, overt and necessarily the truth. So you have to consume that intelligently. Um, but it's the same thing about understanding something like satire and parody. Usually those things are used to comment on society, um, hold a mirror up to society and make commentary and jokes about it. But it's usually to get to a deeper meaning. Um, South Park and Family Guy um, and The Simpsons are notorious for satire, but not everyone recognizes that. They don't see these jokes as jokes about society. They take it at face value. And that can be dangerous. Because if enough people consume something like that, it can become an idea. And the idea is not even the truth. And so it's... I don't know how to solve the problem, to be perfectly honest. Because how do you make people pay attention? Because um, sure, we could fix education in our schools to really lean into literature and symbolism and subtext and to understand how to consume media. But what do you do for the adults? Especially the ones who are so reticent to actually take the time to understand it. I don't know. And it's frustrating, and especially when it doesn't hurt anybody. You know, after the moment on Star Trek Discovery where Adira came out as non-binary, people went crazy. Oh, it's shoving, they're shoving it in our face. Oh, Star Trek's gone woke. Oh, it's, this isn't Star Trek that I knew and loved when I was growing up. Of course not, because we didn't, you know, a non-binary wasn't a term that was used back in the 60s, so of course it wasn't, but... Not necessarily a new concept. You had people that were very um, androgynous. Um, David Bowie, Prince. I mean, Liberace, George Michael. Like, there's so many people that kind of... Um, I mean, even freaking Twisted Sister. Obviously, none of these people identified as non-binary, but they were very androgynous. They were... They definitely leaned into the masculine and the feminine. But it wasn't a term we used, but it's always been there. It's nothing new. You know, and if you watch Star Trek back in the 60s and you didn't get it, then I don't think you can really call yourself a Trek fan. Because when I was young, it put a lot of things in perspective for me. It introduced me to a lot of topics that I wouldn't necessarily have been introduced to on a normal level. Because sometimes it's difficult to talk about things in... Um, in a very straightforward way, and sci-fi and fantasy um, are great ways to delve into topics about slavery and racism and genocide and prejudice and religion and so on and so forth. Um, because you do get to look through a lens that's in a different world, so it's easier to handle than to um, kind of look at the real-world aspects of it. And then once you learn it from fantasy and sci-fi, then you can take it into the real world and get a better grasp of it there. But we've got to stop just jumping to conclusion about stories. We need to take the time to actually analyze them and to actually see what they're talking about and consume them in a good way. But also as creators, we need to recognize that it's a two-way street. 
you know, if you are going to create satire and parody, you need to be very cognizant that not everyone's going to perceive it as such. Some people will take it at face value, take it at reality, and they're, quite frankly, are too illiterate to understand that it's just a joke. But we all need to do better. Because entertainment and media is a way to push society forward. But it can also be a way to drag us down. So all I can say at the end of this is, yes, it is in fact that people are illiterate. They lack media literacy, and that's the reason they think that our entertainment has gotten more woke. It has become more diverse. It does show a greater spectrum of the world. But if you think that Star Trek has gotten more political in the 21st century than it did the 20th, you miss the point of Star Trek. Full stop. If you didn't recognize that the empire was fascist, you missed the point. Full stop. If you didn't think Hunger Games was about oppression and a police state and fascism, you missed the point. Full stop. If you didn't realize that Homelander was a villain and that Stormfront was a Nazi, even though they explicitly said it, you missed the point. And don't even get me started on Battlestar Galactica, because I bet you a lot of people missed the point of that one like 10 times over. One of the themes is that we're all horrible. So do better, people. Read more. Learn what subtext is. Learn what symbolism is. And take the time to consume better. Because I'm tired of hearing about that Star Trek's gotten political. Because come on. Welp. <laughs> That's it for this episode. Comment below. Let me know what you think. Because God knows I'm ready to hear it for this one. As always, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. And we'll see you next time. Bye.